Essence and Target are coming to Atlanta with a free can't-miss holiday event December 13th through 15th. Enjoy gift shopping with curated experiences featuring the best of Black-owned brands across fashion, beauty, food, wellness, and kids. Plus, hear from celeb guests like Queen Latifah, Rhapsody, and Jermaine Dupri. And enter the $100,000 pitch competition and learn how to build the business of your dreams. Don't miss this free holiday event at West End Production Park. Sign up for your tickets at essence.com backslash market. Charlie Penn. Hey, Corey Murray. Last night I had a dream. Ooh, I, I can't share it. Oh. <laughs> oh, good for you. <laughs> but that kind of dream I love those it was days. that kind of dream that's wonderful was it about a, um, one of our leading men it was about one of our leading men because we had talked to him recently his episode is coming up pretty soon not today okay we've had some deliciousness because on the podcast because today we do have some 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 double dipped double chocolate deliciousness yes you want to tell us who we're talking to today girl we are talking to Chadwick Boseman and Stefan James yes we are you know me and my feelings for Chadwick go back how so? I had I had a little crush on Chadwick for a minute. He's like my biopic, like oh okay, guys, guys, hi, this is Corey, and I want y'all to hear Charlie Penn talk about the moment she fell for Chadwick because <laughs> we were all like in his IMDb profile, like what, what movie? movie? What? Wait, now I can't remember the name of the movie. I think it was he, called Game Day, a Draft Day, Draft Day. There was this little movie called Draft Day. My husband stays watching like a football, anything, even drama. Okay. Mm-hmm. And it was on, and I was like, oh, this is boring. And then in walks Bay. Chadwick Bay Bozeman, okay? This is pre-Black Panther. Pre-Black Panther. And he, I don't know if it's like the way he does like the Southern drawl too, because when he played- Because he's from South Carolina. Yep. And then like his little drawl. And when he played James Brown too. Mm. I never saw uh, Get On Up. You missed out, sister. I did miss out. It was good. Mm-hmm. He did that. But in draft day, he plays a player who's like a hometown good guy mm-hmm. and a long shot. And he just needs a chance. You know, I just, I got a bleeding heart. But I fell in love with him on screen. I had to watch from like behind the couch. Like my husband didn't want him to see me watching it like that. Like, why are you suddenly so into this movie? Why are you drooling? Why? Hey, what is that? What do you mean? What is that position? Like, what do you mean? Because he was like, I was asking all these questions about football, like trying to be involved. Mm-hmm. But anyway, Chadwick just brings you in. Okay. Don't you feel like he just, I even before Black Panther, and now I feel weird saying it because everyone loved him after Black Panther. And I was yeah. like, y'all late. But that's good that you could say you're late. Yes. I Who's your bang? I do. Okay. Bay. So the person I was dreaming about is Yahya Abdul Mateen II who's currently starring on Watchmen. But we'll, yes. we'll t- you'll, you'll hear his episode soon come, girl. If you follow me on Instagram, you know I do soon come. It's coming. Yes. But Stefan James, let me tell you about him in my moment. What's your Stefan James moment? So I saw Selma, mm-hmm. and I remember, love Selma, but I was like, who is this guy playing John Lewis? He was an actor who I had never seen before. You were like, Baylor? I was like, Baylor? Who is this? Although he was young. But he looked old enough to be legal. Hello. Fast forward to then saw Race. He played Jesse Owens. Another biopic king. But what really put me over the edge was if Bill Street could talk. Girl. Girl. Mm. Don't you love the way mm. melanin looks on screen? Oh, my God. Like a melanin man. You know what I love? Because he's a young man. Screen. 
but he come his energy is so like like Mature. he's lived before old soulish old soulish he's canadian he's canadian he's jamaican mm-hmm. okay there's something there that's so tangible he's very swaggy and he's got swag so he can flip it hello like he's old school but yet you know he's when like, he yo, walked yo, in yo. with his turtleneck now i love a brother in a turtleneck can i just talk about and the it? cornrows yes i'm not trying to sexualize him no, he was just fine. He was just fine, but he does Close give on. a phenomenal performance in 21 Bridges. You're going to hear us talk about it. See, that's what I love about these guys, right, Corey? They're so, I love a guy that, like the Idris effect. Yes. You know what I mean? That's what I'm calling it. Like, you're just fine as hell, talented as hell, and you're in the big boy club, right? These men are doing multi-million dollar movies. Exactly. And shout out to Chadwick. He is a producer on 21 Bridges. Hello. And Black Panther is the greatest selling superhero. Greatest. It broke all the records. Billion. It made a billion motherfucking dollars. In like a weekend. Yeah. It's still the greatest performing superhero Marvel movie for all time, right? Someone can correct me, but. I went on BuzzFeed because they were doing a whole thing of like movies of the decade. And I still stand by this. The movie of the decade was Black Panther. Had to be. I saw it four times. I think I'm on seven. Okay. I and bought I went the Blu-ray. Bought, I, I bought the, I have the digital copy. And I'm like, uh, no one buys Blu-rays. And I low-key watch it. You know who told me they watched it the other day? It was my mama. She watched She was it? waiting to get her car fixed. And she said, I just went to a Starbucks and watched Black Panther. We were, oh girl. Wait, you just took me. We were in Best Buy, Black Friday shopping, mm-hmm. trying to get a TV for the house. Yeah. And you know how they have them all on display and everything? And I was like, this is a setup. Y'all have it on like the auto menu. I was like, put on Black Panther. And somebody was like, hold on. And they have like the selection. <laughs> they were like, why does everybody ask for that? Because it was so vivid. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I was like, I need to see Black Panther play on this TV so I can know if I can buy it. You need to know if it's 4K. That's excellence. Okay. Okay. So wait, who are some other people? Leading men. Okay, mm-hmm. so I think Idris Elba was my first... Because I was a little too young for the Denzel True. era. Yeah. Actually, mm-hmm. nope, I'm lying. Will Smith. Yeah. Will Smith was my first on-screen leading man love. Then Idris. Mm-hmm. Chadwick and Travante is Ooh. recent. Like Travante Rose and Bird Pop Girl. No. When he died, was- I cried. What I really loved Travante in was the Family Feud video that Ava DuVernay directed. <sighs> Girl, he he's only just, he was on screen for like maybe five seconds. I love Sandra Bullock, and I was mad at her. I was like, "Do not touch him." Y'all remember Bird Box, y'all? That was a great movie. These men are in. That's what I'm saying. They're in great movies. Who? Are, okay, who's your list? Were you so, on Team Denzel back in the day? I no, I'll be honest. I wasn't on Team Denzel the way a lot of people were because I think to your point, I may have been a little young, but I do remember feeling away watching him in Glory. Because, you know, I'm sure my age, we went to see Gloria as a, in high school. That was our little field trip. And I remember being like, oh, that's a man. Oh, yeah. You know, especially yeah. the scene where he took, I mean, it was, a hor- it, was a hor- it was a horrible scene. But it was a scene. But it stuck with you. It stuck with me. Because, you know, I saw his muscles flex or whatever. I think it took a minute for me to find my next one. But who's, kill- who's giving me vibes right now is Daniel Kaluuya. We know you love Daniel Kaluuya. Y'all know I love, y'all know I love a Brit. Hallelujah, oh, Daniel Kaluuya. I, let me go back. Chiwetel Ejiofor. I, 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 I get Charlie's it. got her face. No, no, But no. you know, I love a Brit. I was going to say, I get it. I love it. a Brit. There's, there's a trend here. There is a trend. There's, there's a, trend a very here. trend. And, and all these brothers can act their asses their off. Their asses off. Asses off. But look at Daniel do, and I know a lot of people feel away when these, uh, when British actors come over and take up quote unquote American films, but what he did in Get Out. Girl. What I feel like we're missing one. 
Well, there's some new Michael ones. Michael B. There's Michael B. Hello. Damson Idris. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm you just going to focus on the new kids. Low key, though, with old mm. school, but till now, The Rock. Mm, he's been a leading man for some time. Nothing for you? Nothing. Not a single movie? Not a single what? movie. Although I did watch recently. Even Jumanji? It was cute. Um, <laughs> Jumanji was cute. It was, like, it was like The Rock and Jumanji. But the one about the wrestling family. No, there was a wrestling family, and again, it was Britain, a British wrestling family, and one of the the daughter gets picked to join the World West World, whatever Mm, it is. I'm forgiving people if y'all know, and she bumps into him. He plays himself, and so what about Ballers? You don't watch Ballers, girl? I'm good. The Rock in a suit, ladies, gentlemen, whoever, tell us who your leading men are. Hashtag Guest Girl Podcast. And tell us who you're up and coming leading men. Yes. Who's next? Who's got next? Who's got next? Because these brothers, like the ones on the show today, they are taking over. Mm-hmm. You know what I hear a lot about is Kelvin Harrison Jr. Okay. I don't know who that is. So he's in Waves, which I haven't seen, but I want to see. But I hear, I'm hear i hearing amazing things about him. And there's another guy, Jonathan Majors, who mm-hmm. I saw in... The Last Black Man in San Francisco, which is an amazing film. Corey, you got the whole list. I know. Well, you know, Go to it's Google. part of my job. It's part Google. of my job. All right, Charlie, I'm, I'm yes. thankful that you asked the Yes Girl fans to give us their list. They're leading men. But I want to throw out somebody who I've loved for a long time. Who? Mahershala Ali. Girl, how did we miss Mahershala? Okay, 4,400. What? Yep. You don't get to cut, You don't get to say his name. You don't get to say his name. Take it back out. If you didn't watch 4400, then you don't get to say Mahershala. Because that's how long I've loved that man. Damn. That, what was that on for? A season? No. Like five. Oh, Someone I kind of Please know. run the receipts so I can. Ooh. Finally. Something I've seen. The Corey is like, what? The 4400. Four seasons. What is it? And he, they were all taken and then they were brought back. Doesn't matter. It was good. It was good. It was, it was original sci-fi good, but Mahershala. But okay, I did not see him in that. Was in that. Going For to take me, it, on back, it was Moonlight? House of Cards. Oh, House of Cards. Wait, wasn't that? Um, oh, no. He played Remy. Oh, and then I saw him in a play off Broadway. I'm not even going to take your time and figure out what the name of that play was, but it was him. And Tessa Thompson went, is it, was in it. Joshua Jackson, who's Ooh, currently I love dating. him. Jodie Turner-Smith, star queen and slim, November cover star of Essence. Hello. Hello. And I forgot who the other person was. And he had to do a scene on Broadway where he would take off his shirt. Yeah. The whole the whole audience. I just got to chill. Yeah. Moonlight. I mean, we know Moonlight. We can go on. Did I say Will Smith? But but really what took me over the edge, when you did say Will Smith. <laughs> what Mahershala was Luke Cage. He played Cottonmouth. Mm, that was good. Yo, that motherfucker. And I mean that with a full heart. Of love. Girl. Yo, he did that shit. That's how I remember that's how I felt about Idris playing Stringer Bell. Oh yeah. Oh. And what made it even worse to me, okay, I know y'all are like, here she go with the British thing. But to find out he was British and playing that part, he crushed crushed it. And he lied about being British. He sure did. Because he knew if he was British, he wouldn't even get in the room. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So he had to hide it on and off camera. Yeah. Did y'all know that? Little you know, Idris Elba Tibbet. But Back to our leading men today, Chadwick and Stefan. Corey, we had fun with them. We did. We, we did. Really did. And again, so I can't mature. say it enough. This is not an ad. 21 Bridges was good. I know. So please know. go out and support it. It's really well done. I really loved it. Yes. Can you tell the people what 21 Bridges is? Because I have to say every now and then, no shade to the trailer editors. 
they don't get it right. And I feel like sometimes that the like they don't well, I don't say they don't get it right, but they don't give you enough. Mm-hmm. Like I've seen incredible movies like Twenty One Bridges where the trailer doesn't even let you in on how good it it is. So tell them what the Twenty One Bridges represents. So in a nutshell, Twenty One Bridges is Chat we're playing a cop. Safan James is a bad criminal? guy. He's what? Criminal. A criminal. Criminal. Bad guy. Um, trying to rob somebody. It goes horribly wrong. They realize that a lot of co- in, in going horribly wrong, a lot of cops get killed. Oh. So when cops get killed, NYP and it's set in, in New York. So NYPD don't play that shit. They really don't play that shit. So NYPD is like, we're going to shut down the island, Manhattan. And Chadwick has this whole monologue where he says there's 21 bridges and tunnels in Manhattan. Shut them down until for 24 hours until we find them. Okay, so we talked about our leading men. We asked them. We talked about what makes a great actor. Mm-hmm. And I did not mention Shamar Moore. And you know what, Corey? You can make that face. You can do it. But nobody played Romantic Bay just quite like Shamar. He hammed it up in all the when? right ways. When? Diary of a Mad Black Woman. You're right. He was, loved the shit out of Kimberly. He Kimber did. Lee's. He really did. I, would, I mean, he really did. And she treated him like trash. I just can't. I'm just remembering that wig, that cornrow wig he I know. wore. It was like his best role in his worst wig at the same moment. And I don't understand why. Who decided to put Shamar Moore in a cornrow wig? These are quite unanswered black woman questions. It is unanswered. Whoever knows the answer, please tell us. Someone hashtag tell us. Yes Girl Podcast. And his. Curl pattern. I mean, you no. could have braided it. <laughs> you could have braided it. You're right, though. You like, could have. He just, just had to grow it out just that. a little bit. He just had to grow it out just a little just bit. Just a little bit. Give him an extra three months at notice before the shoot started. We should have asked Tyler. We should have. We should have. Corey, look, I would be remiss, though. Hold on. I, no shade to my Bouchamar, but hold up. We could not. How did we skip Lorenz? How did we skip Lorenz Tate? That was a travesty. That What? That brother? The whole package. And he was on the show to prove it. And he hasn't aged. At all. At all. I need to ID him every time we see him. I mean, you know what you got me to think about? Because he played O-Dog. Yes. Went from O-Dog to playing a poet. Who's to now Councilman Tate on Power. Crushing the intensity of that role, by the way. Why do fools fall in love? Oh my God, Frankie one of my Lyons. favorites. Which he played like an 18-year-old. Remember how yeah. young Frankie Lyman was? Yeah. Y'all, Lorenz had to happen. I'm sorry. I don't know how we missed it. Forgive us, Lorenz, because man. But anyway, don't forget, please let us know. Hashtag Yes Girl Podcast. Tell us who your leading men are. Let's go. Who else? Who do we miss? Corey, we've been missing out on our show love. We haven't been returning the love, shall I say. Let's return it. You on What you doing? You on Twitter? Are you on um, Well, so I was looking on IG to see, you know, what kind of comments we've been getting. And this is for our interview with Ryan Michelle Bate. Bethay. Bethay. Thank you for correcting me. Sorry, no, Michelle. Girl, I got you, sis. Um, and uh, Natriel says, the podcast was great. Y'all are so dope. Hashtag black girl magic. Hashtag black unicorns. Oh, we're black unicorns? Yes. And she gave the little emoji and everything. Oh, my God. Thank you, sister. I received that. We should tell Tiffany Haddish move over. Uh, oh, and Keisha Nipolium? I didn't know she gave us um three heart emojis. Oh, she did. Yes. Hey, sis. That's my Spellman sister. Yay. Okay, so I have on Apple. Okay, so this one's from Pecan Tan Mommy. It's called The Mans. She says, so 
Can I get a David Mann for Christmas? I absolutely love those two. They are so cute. Thank you for giving me hope that there are still good men out there as I've low-key given up on them. Ladies, thank you for the awesome interviews with such awesome people. Keep up the great work. We got you, sis. And I'm so happy. Don't give up on love, please. Don't do it. It's out there. You, your David man is coming. He's coming. Ooh, Corey, and I got another one. Okay. This one's from Babyface7606. Amazing job. So I've never listened to podcasts before. I don't know what made me listen to this particular one, but I'm glad I did. You guys are amazing. And Fantasia, I felt like she was preaching to me on this episode. We'll subscribe and listen more often. And thank you for what you were doing. Thank you for listening. Corey, we're coming up on our third year or four year anniversary. Oh my God. Is um, it four? It's four. <sighs> Tiffany Ashita over here with the four fingers. Four. We've All been right. podcasting for four years. Oh We've my God, been podcasting for bad. four years. No, it's You real. have some more love? I have some more. This is back from our interview with Ari Lennox. Ooh. And this is Delty Chick. I'm just going to spell it because I think I just butchered it. So <laughs> I apologize. D A T T O U E Y Chick. I just listened this morning on my morning commute and was like, yes, queen. Heard her on Black Girls Rock for the first time. And after this morning, I stand. At Ari Lennox, you have a new fan in the Bahamas. Oh, I love that. Yes, 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 yes. We've really had some special interviews this year, Corey. Mm -hmm. And there's a few more special ones coming before the end of the year, y'all. We've been working. Podcast, Essence Podcast team has been working. Okay, okay, one more, one more. One more. I have downloaded over 30 different podcasts from various sources, and this by far is my all-time favorite. The ladies are intelligent, witty, and delightful, and seem to make every guest feel at ease, no matter who they are. Keep shining, queens, with the heart emojis. That's from Sister Red. Oh, thank you, Sister Red. I received that. We love you back, boo. This is just, I love what we do. Thank you. Now, okay, we have to get into this conversation with Chadwick and Stefan, but we just had to let you guys know we feel the love. So I was telling Charlie, um, I had the pleasure of chatting with Chadwick Monday down at Howard. Um, and I was telling her the amount of booze I got when I mentioned that I went to Hampton. I don't know if you know about oh, this shoot. robbery. We've been dealing with Hampton all this one. They're big rivals. Yeah. We I both have the Spelman, same color. So. Oh, yeah, she went to Spelman. So. Um. Basically, they, they, they're a copycat version. <gasps> Hold up. Of, like, you know about all this HBCU war? I love, yeah, I love the HBCUs, but I don't really know who's on whose side or what the deal is. Hampton and Howard are rivals. Got you. We're like three hours apart. Mm-hmm. All right, so I'll give them some credit. When I was growing up, they had a T-shirt that said Mecca, and they wore the See? Mecca. Because mm-hmm. Puffy went there. That's the only thing. It was because of Puffy. Meanwhile, Spellman sits back and we're like, that? extra that, That's the only thing. Puffy? You're going to start with Puffy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, this back when I was growing up, Puffy, the white parties. Did, he even, did Puffy even graduate? He No. no that's he the whole thing. Like, whole he didn't thing. need to. Right. No, wow. but listen, he got... You you only need a little bit of Howard to take over the world. You know See, what I'm saying? Oh, <laughs> and I like you. <laughs> Look, I'm over here flipping my hair spot style. But it's all, it's all, it's all love. It's all you know good. what I mean? We just fun. wondered if you, you were privy to the... You know what I'm saying? By the time we in the second year, you're like, okay, well, I'm just going to hold off for a second and let the world get ready for me. Yeah. <laughs> That's how Puff was. So before we get into the film, which we're so excited to talk about to you, with both of you today, you're both on the heels of some massively critically acclaimed projects. That mega fame that comes with that, how do you reset after, you know, 
Bill Street and Black Panther. Like, how do you even, you know, as actors, reset after that and move on to the next project? Because the fans never let go. Well, you go for it. Steve no, go for it. Go for it. Uh, you have to go. I think you just go back to to like the things that are important to you, like mm-hmm. that beyond fame. You have to. So it's like go home and visit your family. Go uh-huh. and see your mom and your dad, and you know your your, your loved ones, your siblings, and spend time there because they're gonna tell you, you know, who you really are. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They'll, they'll they'll put you in your place, and that and that's good. And get away, go someplace that you've never been. Right. You know, go try to try to go someplace where most people don't know you, uh-huh. or won't they won't put it together that that you. That's Until the I, check comes, you like you're done eating, and then somebody figures it no, out. Pay in cash, you, <laughs> you know. There's <laughs> ways of doing stuff. Go mm-hmm. back to you know. It's always go back to the to the way we used to do stuff. So paying cash, mm-hmm. they won't see your name and <laughs> won't Google that's you. That's a good tip. That's a good tip. Yeah, I'm with I'm with that though. I, I definitely you know I don't take for granted like personal time with family and like mm-hmm. just getting back home, especially me being from Toronto. Like it's just. You know, it's the perfect escape for me um, to be able to just shut out the business for a second, get back home, get with real life friends and not industry friends, because those are two different things. Mm-hmm. And uh, and yeah, I believe that those things help keep you grounded, humbled. Um, and so you don't really have to think about it. like I never really thought about this idea of fame, you know what I mean, or being famous or anything like that. It's just like we work. And then when we're not working, we just try and be normal, as normal as possible. Yeah, you don't. I, I don't wake up in the morning and. <sighs> I'm famous. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I just I don't do that. Like I, I forget. I what forget am I gonna that do I'm today? Famous until somebody else reminds me that I'm famous. Like, and I'll, starts like, I'll, or like yeah, literally, I'll have moments like I'm. It's like it's so shocking that like I I will see somebody respond a certain way, and I'm like, you know, because I forgot, you know, and they they do certain things that like you know when. When I would say in Brooklyn, if you approach me like that, I would I would have a certain response. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, so yeah. sometimes I'm like, oh, I didn't mean to do that. Like, mm-hmm. but it's you forget. You're not mm-hmm. thinking about yeah. it. Absolutely. I think I think because you know we do what people get to see is only what we do for work, right. and it's just like we have a whole like personal life outside of that stuff. Yeah. And then, you know, they only know you from your work. So it's just like, it's this weird thing you have to deal with. Like, oh, I guess you know me from that. But, you know, yeah. it's not who I am. It's just what I do. Yeah. What's so. weird is like when you feel like you can't go to the, you can't like go to the grocery store or something That's like over. that. It's Uber yeah. Uber Eats all yeah. day. <laughs> That's over for yeah. you. Yeah. I know yeah. it. No, but you I got to take like, an extra job I, just I, to do that. I, that's part, <laughs> like, that's one of the things if you're asking the question, like, it's stuff like that where you're. You just want to go to. I just want to go to the grocery store and and decide what I'm gonna cook and like or decide what we're gonna eat and just and like say, hey, I want to be in the vegetable section. I want to like peruse the area just like everybody else without having to wear a hoodie. Squeeze the fruits and like I want to do that. But (laughs) then you walk out and it's like pictures of you somewhere just talking about everything that's in your bag, you know. So like that's you know. You have to decide. Well, do I want to deal with that? Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's what it is. You know, that must feel so weird. Like you can't step out without. I mean, this reminds me of the bag. times I've seen Beyonce taking pictures of her in Target, and I'm like, Come and I'm on, like, y'all. she just probably just really wanted to go to Target. Mm-hmm. She yeah. just really wanted some trash bags yeah. or whatever. <laughs> so I saw Twenty One Bridges. I really, really loved it. And um, Chadwick, this is kind of cool for you because I know you're a producer and director, but you also produce this. 
Right. And Stefan, your character was not black, right? It wasn't, he wasn't originally. originally. So he tell us a see, little bit about Twenty One Bridges. He didn't see the script that I initially saw. You never saw yeah, that script. No, I never saw that. Yeah. Did but he say the only Michael I've ever known him? was, was huh? black. Do you think you saved him by changing it? Like when you say you see the script, because I know you said you had to rewrite it. Oh, yeah. we, well, he, it just would have been, it wouldn't have been possible for it to be you really. Mm-hmm. So, because it was so entrenched in like being from particular neighborhood in New York and that, mm-hmm. you know, it was, it, it had, it had its, its own culture to it. You know what okay. I'm saying? So it was still a good script. Mm-hmm. It was still a good script. You know, it, it just, it just needed something to make it work. I think for where we are in society right now and for me to be the, the detective. So that changed. It was like a, it was like a snowball. Let me, well, let me ask you a question real quick. I know, I know y'all are supposed to be asking the question, mm-hmm. but was it because I mean, did you feel like you wanted to change the role? Um, Talk about yours. To, to, yes, to make so it would be black, or that you would just find the best actor for that role. Well, it was, it was both. It was both because there's certain things that we're able to bring at times that that another person couldn't bring. Right. You know, so it 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 went hand in hand, and you know, well, as far as as far as like you know, us as actors. Mm-hmm. I have for years been, because here's the thing, very often what will happen is, um, let's say me and Michael, Michael B, Mm -hmm. um, people will will put us against each other because, Mm -hmm. you know, and and it's it's an ingrained racism that we as black audiences have. Mm -hmm. We believe that there can only be one guy, Mm -hmm. right? To root for it. To, the one guy that we can that we can oh we want to I want to go see his movies or one got mm-hmm. one movie star one that's because the industry has shown us that yeah. and has not made available a lot of a lot of um, stories for to for the difference. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For, um, whereas with white actors, they oh, can co- they can coexist in a space and all shine, mm-hmm. and so that was one of the things that Michael and I talked about and. And a lot of a lot of um, you know actors that I have communed with, worked with, that's a conversation that we have to fight th- what the industry has done to us. Mm-hmm. So we have to change the way we think mm-hmm. about our art. Mm-hmm. We have yeah. to change because that ultimately raises the aesthetic. That raises like the the types of movies we can we can make. And so if we work together, it automatically pushes um, the rest of the industry to, to, to follow in line. The sexiest part about it to me was was just that race is not really a big conversation in the film. Yeah, you're right. You know what I mean? We don't yeah. have to talk you about it. You get to see that mm-hmm. stuff visually and it says it all mm-hmm. just like from what you get to see in that, especially in that last standoff um, between, you know, between Michael and Andre. So I really, really appreciate it about mm-hmm. it. I feel what y'all are saying so much and sorry, you just blew my mind because I'm thinking when Quentin Tarantino does something, like that last movie and it was like DiCaprio, Pitt, duh. yeah, like they bill it. You ain't never seen, you ain't yeah. never seen. Nothing like this yeah. and I'm like, but how many times have we had, you're so right. You see, you see like, it, you see you know it in the realm of comedy. <clears throat> yeah. Mm. You see, you see, you see comedic guys yes. do it. Yeah. That, yeah. it happens because mm-hmm. it's like, oh, that person's funny, that person's funny, that person's yeah. funny and I, and I, and that's a great thing that we do that. But it's a product of, you know, the 
the stereotypes yeah. mm-hmm. of, as well. It was it's always been okay to put money behind that. Yeah. You know, because it was okay for us to be funny. It's okay yeah. for you to tap dance. Right. But in this particular inst- instance, it's like, well, what about all of our serious actors? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, why can't that happen? Mm-hmm. Why can't why can't we, you know, create things where we start to do things and it's like, well, this person is Oscar nominated, this person does mm-hmm. has this you know, whatever. Like that should yeah. happen. Yeah. yeah. You know, I want to know too, Stefan. What was it like working with Chadwick as the producer? Mm-hmm. Oh man, uh, I loved it, man. You know, this this show was so crazy. This film was so crazy to make because it all takes place in one night. Yeah. Um, meaning, you know, we start work at like four p.m. and then we leave the next day at like eight a.m., which is just <laughs> crazy. It's it's so backwards. You're like, what's what's happening? <laughs> um, but I will say this, like even on the days when Chad wasn't working as an actor, like he was, he showed up and he was present as a producer and was just mm-hmm. like, man, I'm here if you guys need me. And I think that says so much. It's just, it's not even like being vocal and you don't have to do too much, but just to know like he's there still, like mm-hmm. he's working on the movie, he's there still. If you need him, he's right there to talk to about anything. So to me, I really appreciated him as a producer just being gracious and available. And what Chad made you step into the producing role for this project? Uh, it, it was it was necessary. I think it was necessary. It was like I knew I was going to be doing that type of work, mm-hmm. um, and I also knew that I had Logan, Logan, my my producing partner, at exception, that he would be present to like if you know I can't stay on set all day because that now I'm hurting my the day the next day when I have to work, mm-hmm. but. Uh, I knew he could be there all the time mm-hmm. and give me feedback on anything that's happening. So I could be present even if I'm not present. And so if there's a problem or something that needs to be worked out, and some a lot of times I don't need to say something, but sometimes you know I do need to say something in order for it to happen. Mm-hmm. You know I can know that. So I I was like it's going to be necessary to pull what we need out of this and make it make it special because it could just be like a regular old action movie. Yeah. And I think we found something that it, it keeps it keeps you engaged and it also it it makes you feel and think about things when you didn't expect to do that. Which so we're not preaching to you. Yeah. yeah. You yeah. know, that that was our intent with this. It's like how do you do it without preaching to people? Cuz I I walked away like it had heart. Like I went in there thinking it like you said it was going to be action, shoot them up, especially when it it sets up your character um as a cop, but then again, going back to that subway scene, I was like, "Oh wow, this took a a turn," and you know, I found myself rooting. I'll, I'll stop. Look, yeah. Go see the movie. <laughs> <laughs> but if you've seen it, I, I found myself really rooting for you, and I was like, "Oh, yeah." You know, but then I knew you, your character had to pull it all together. So and you, you were like, "Did you, do we want the best actor, <laughs> or do we want you know?" Yeah, I, essentially, I was like, "You gotta have somebody on." It's a chase. It's a parallel. Mm-hmm. As you gotta have somebody that that is, you know, can carry the movie. Up next, more Yes Girl to come. Essence and Target are coming to Atlanta with a free can't miss holiday event December 13th through the 15th. Enjoy gift shopping with curated experiences featuring the best of Black-owned brands across fashion, beauty, food, wellness, and kids. Plus, hear from celeb guests such as Queen Latifah, Rhapsody, Jermaine Dupri at the Essence New Voices Entrepreneur Summit. 
enter the $100,000 pitch competition and learn how to build the business of your dreams. Don't miss this free holiday event at West End Production Park. Sign up for your tickets at essence.com backslash market. What exactly made you want Stefan for this part? He's a leading man. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. Mm-hmm. You know? He's a, yeah. yeah. You got to be a lead guy. You got to be able to do that, you know, mm-hmm. in order for you to, to pull for that side. Now, mm-hmm. speaking of leading men, you are the biopic king. You've done an incredible one with race. Like, talk about becoming someone else and bringing some of yourself as an actor to that, but also making sure that you honor the person you were portraying on screen because you've both done that incredibly well. You want to take it? And I know it's not I, easy. I, I, yeah, sure. You know what I mean? Um, Bringing your own swag as an actor yeah, but yeah, also yeah. honoring that. Um, man, yeah, I think it's it's a, it's a just a beast. You know, I went straight from like playing John Lewis in Selma, mm-hmm. um, you know, to like two weeks after I, I wrapped Selma, I was prepping to do race. Like mm-hmm. I was prepping to play Jesse Owens in, in race. And I mean, talk about like history lessons, right. like legitimately, Heavy. like like digging into the 1930s, um, um, actually going to Berlin, Germany, shooting that in the same stadium mm-hmm. that, that, that Jesse ran in. I just think there's a whole nother beast that comes with betraying it's a crazy. real life human being, a, a person who had a family and a legacy. Um, you know, for me, uh, Jesse Owens obviously wasn't alive, but his his family's still very much there. You got mm-hmm. the world who, who knows. You got track enthusiasts who will tell me he didn't run like that. Um, you know yeah. things like that. Yeah. So you got to be really really accurate at the same time. Um, and then there's only so much footage of like these guys. So you got to like piece yeah. together a, a person that you're only seeing bits and pieces of, mm-hmm. and you're, you're trying to fill it, fill in like a gray area. Um, with John with John Lewis and Selma, I knew like John was gonna have to see me play him. Like yeah. that's like a scary thing. Like yes. the congressman, the great John Lewis, and and you just want to do him justice, do his family justice, do all of his supporters justice, and his legacy justice. And and so I just think it's a different beast than like playing a character like Michael, where I could finesse and add my own little own little stuff to him. Thank you, Charlie. Oh, you want me to answer it too? I do. <laughs> I mean, because like, I, I was one like, thing I told Charlie, it was kind of cool to hear your voice again. Because you've been, you know, because so you play many so many different people. people, but it's like, oh, that's what he sounds right. like. Yeah, I was like, I mean, oh my legit gosh. Done four? Is it four? You know what I mean? Yeah, I was like, oh my gosh, I got to get back to. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's all the things that he said. Uh, mm-hmm. um, I, you know, I agree with, or you know, I, I have had a similar experience. Um, you know, it's. I think when you you play a real person especially a person that people know they're famous also uh there's there's a certain amount of like honor and joy it's a different type of joy that i get from from doing it a a different type of like responsibility that i get from doing it so like the research becomes you know just it it becomes scholarly for for me it becomes Mm -hmm. like okay i have to read these books I have to talk to these people I have to I have to go through this and so that I have the ability to bring a certain amount of just intelligence to the script and the story and 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 also you know a backstory Mm -hmm. because I think the pitfall is that you only show 
things that are good. You, you know, you only show, you know, the the cover that people already know, like the face that people already know. Like I, I always felt like a need to like dig in and try to find, even if it, even if it's not stated, the vulnerabilities and the insecurities, injuries, like mm-hmm. with, like for instance, with like for forty two, I knew, you know, he would never slide on his right side. Oh, um, it's the little stuff like that. He would, yeah. Yeah, he would never. He would. There's it. no footage of him doing it, and it's not ever said. But he had an injury on that side that uh, from from early on. And so when I looked at, it, I was like, I can tell. I can see the. It, I can see it in his run. And I can also see that you know he would have to. He has to slide on this side. So at any point where the director or the the stunt. You know, coordinator was like, "No, you should slide this way because you because it's they're throwing it from home." I said he never did it. You're like, like nope. I, I have all Sorry. the footage. I was like, he he I never he, never, he, he yeah. never did it. I can show you and go to yeah. my track, look at it if you want to. He never did it. It's like those types of things mm-hmm. that I feel like are are important. Mm-hmm. You know, um, in other cases, you're like, there's certain things that maybe are not important. Like for Thurgood Marshall, like I'm not as light as him. You know, and so I know that there are a lot of people that are like, well, mm-hmm. he shouldn't play this. And and I was like, you know what? I agree with those people. I shouldn't play. I should. I shouldn't play this because. But then, the family was like, nope. We you can name all the other actors that you think should play this because I had a list. I was like, what about you know? <laughs> um, and they were like, nope. Wrote me a letter talked to me was like you know this is what I want and I was like well now I feel a responsibility mm-hmm. you know it, it doesn't it's the spirit of it yeah. and that and that supersedes mm-hmm. what people's physical yeah. you know hangups are including yeah. my own mm-hmm. so how do I find the essence of this person mm-hmm. as opposed to the physicality of this person mm-hmm. and that actually might teach us something yeah. you know about being able to see this person in a certain light so it's it's those things that you know it's hard because each one of them are different you know mm-hmm. each one is different you know but but they all presented that like i i wake up knowing i'm doing something for a bigger reason yeah okay so back at howard i love that when that young girl asked you the question about how could she get her funding like remember she said something about when she had to look outside but you gave such a good analogy about ryan coogler making a movie fruitville station that he knew it was his story, it was low budget, and that got the attention of a big studio. Because basically we want to both ask you, as young creatives, what do you say to people who kind of come out the gate and wanting like a big budget like Bill Street, bigger budget mm-hmm. with Bill, I mean Black Panther, like to be seen, like how do you encourage them like work small and it'll come later? Well, or is that it does it doesn't yeah, it, it the thing about it is with the, the your, what you said is the answer. Work small. Work small, and the money and the money will come. Mm-hmm. Uh, work work with what you have um, at your disposal. Yeah. Like there's this funny um, video that that a dude did. He was like remaking. Was it uh, Nicki Minaj or or Beyonce? But he 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 did her whole like like show. 
mm-hmm. and it was an award show. I can't remember the exact way. Mm-hmm. He did a whole show, but he used all of the stuff in his house to like play. <laughs> he was like using a pillow as a character, and it worked. I was like, and it was it was creative. It was like, okay. have you seen that? No, yeah, but it was it was creative, and so it's like that's actually the spirit of what makes, um, what makes you. Uh, uh, ready for Mm -hmm. the moment Mm -hmm. that's the point Mm -hmm. is you want to be ready for the moment right so whatever you do in your house when everybody's not seeing it like it's what when you step on camera or you step on the set as a director and producer that's what is gonna prove to like make you available and ready for that moment is that you know you can do it when people are like we can't figure this out you've been at home playing around with stuff and you've already done this mm-hmm. scene you've mm-hmm. already done this you've already lit this scene if you if you're a cinematographer you already lit it because yeah. you you've been playing around in your house you've been in rooms <laughs> like this before yeah. you you want to do it like that mm-hmm. and so you want to do stuff small so you can experiment yeah yeah like i'm, I'm really experimenting for this bigger moment mm-hmm. this thing that i'm doing right now it might get a claim, but it ain't even the real one. Yeah, you mm-hmm. even see what yeah. I got. Mm-hmm. Like that's that energy. That's, that's that energy is what what makes you unstoppable. That's yeah. crazy. Uh, that reminds me of something that Barry Jenkins told me. Actually, you know, he he said that he made Moonlight uh, so he can make Bill Street. He wanted to make Bill Street, uh, but he understood exactly. that you know Moonlight was going to be a, a million dollar budget, a million five, and this is something that he could pull off in three weeks mm-hmm. and just get it done and get out into the world and just be very conscious and careful with the way he delivered it to people um, and then get a chance to get 12, 15 million dollars mm-hmm. to make Bill Street. Yeah. So I think it's it's just that. It's like everything's a, a building, a stepping stone. I think you just got to focus on the work of it all and all the other stuff will come. Yeah. yeah. It's like I see people passing around and nothing against this. No, you, you got to do, you got to hustle. If you give me a business card, right, that business card doesn't mean nearly as much because now I got I gotta call you. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I gotta. True. I have to. I have to have True. a need. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Looking for this particular thing. But if you have a movie, mm-hmm. if you put a movie in my hand, if you put a video in my hand, you know, I, I, I can. It's all I gotta do is properly and look at it and judge. Yeah. yeah. And that's that. That I, now I'm trying to find you as opposed to <laughs> like you know having a need. Yeah. So it's do something mm-hmm. that's what it boils down to is do what you can where you are and, and with what you have with, with, with what you have yeah. make it happen mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. just make it happen mm-hmm. 21 bridges y'all yeah go thank see you. it thank you guys for your time thank, thank you, you. Thank thank you. Today. appreciate thank it you. special thanks to our guests Chadwick Bozeman and Stefan James Be sure to listen and subscribe to other great episodes of Yes Girl, such as our conversations with Raphael Sadiq, Kelly Rowland, Regina King, and Fantasia. You can check out our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Our Heart Radio, and Google Play. And while you're there, be sure to rate us and review us. See you next week. Bye.